What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Progress on Purpose podcast. We are a community of people who seek to be intentional about how we think and behave towards an intended goal. We believe that what we say, think, and do governs our ability to make progress towards our goal and ultimately lead to success. And in simple terms, it's the action of being intentional, making progress on purpose. I'm so, so happy to have you back for another purpose-filled episode. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the Pop Family. I hope that you will check out the other episodes that are up on your listening platform because I promise you every single one of them is super intentional, great episodes, a lot of awesome and amazing interviews that I'm sure you want to listen to. Just by way of some church announcements, I want to let you all know that the Progress on Purpose website will be launching very soon. On that website, you're going to find some dope merchandise as well as some links to the show and I'll throw in a couple of other cool items. I also want to let you know that very very soon I'll be starting a YouTube channel so I hope that you will subscribe, like, comment, and follow my journey over there as well. And then like I said in the last episode I'm going to be doing some business spotlight segments which basically allows people who have a business so if you have a business and you would like to be featured on the show send me an email to progress on purpose podcast at gmail.com if you would like to get in front of this community of intentional people all right that is it with the church announcements (laughs) i want to jump right into today's episode and in this episode we're talking about getting unstuck Okay, we talk about getting unstuck. We have, I'm sure, all been there at some point in time in life. Regardless of where you are now, at one point in life, you may have been stuck. And this is so relevant, especially now, because even if you were picking up momentum at one time in your life, being in this pandemic can make you feel like, you're stagnant or it can make you feel like, oh my God, I have so much more to do. I have so much more that I want to accomplish. And I know for me, I started to think about the many different things that I want to do that I can't do um, or that I'm now just being able to get back into doing. And so being unstuck is really, really important because we want to get to a place where we're fluid and moving and progressing on a continual basis. So what are some reasons why we might be stuck? Most of the time we're stuck because of one of these reasons. It could be that we lack confidence in one area or another. Sometimes we feel like we've lost control. Sometimes we're just stuck simply because we don't take action. Um, I know for many of us, including myself, we like to play the The blame game. We like to play the blame game in which we say, oh, well, this happened to me, so I can't move forward in this area. Or I don't have the resources to operate here, so I'm just not going to do it. Like that blame game really is a hindrance for so many of us. Um, And even still, sometimes we're stuck because we're comparing ourselves to the success of someone that we may see online or even someone who's in our immediate circle and we 
feel like we need to compare ourselves to them, not realizing that they have their struggles too. They have their um, issues too, but they may just be progressing in in one area. But listen, we want to be intentionally progressing in all areas of our life. And so even in this um, season of getting our life together, listen, this episode is couldn't be more timely, right? So I know for me, I've been stuck in my life, in areas of my life a few times. I've said and I've shared on the, in the past and past episodes that I've experienced church hurt. Um, if you've experienced church hurt, put a thumbs up right here because I know so many of us have. For me, I was in a cult. I'm just call it what it is. I was in a cult masked as a church. Yes, there are cults in the black church, in the black community. And this particular one was filled with a lot of young and impressionable people who were vulnerable and susceptible to the devices of a narcissistic man posing to be a man of God. I hope I made that plain enough. <laughs> um, and in that in that situation, I felt trapped because there was so much that felt normal and there was so much that was unnormal. And I was bamboozled so much that the lines of what was real and what was not real became blurred. And when you couple that with embarrassment, manipulation, hurt, it was a recipe for disaster. And more important, I felt stuck. I was there for seven years. It took me seven years to get out of there. And even after that, it took me a full three years to recover from all of the residual effects, okay? So it took some time. Um, And I also felt stuck another time in my life when, um, this is after I got married, I I also felt stuck emotionally in my marriage Because of, like I said, everything that I experienced in, we'll call it the traumatic place. Um, When I got married, it kind of made me overcompensate. So even though I knew that I should have been more vulnerable to my husband, for the first few years of our marriage, I felt like I had to regain control that I had lost in my traumatic place. And so as a result, there were things that he suffered from because of it. I also felt inadequate sometimes because I lacked the confidence either as a wife or um, as a bonus mom. I do have a, a, a bonus daughter. And so sometimes I felt inadequate. And that would cause me to retreat to my bed, go to sleep, sometimes cry, even say things that I had to later on apologize for. I didn't really have anywhere else to go. I didn't want to make Um, Things seem bigger than it was. So like leaving and making this whole scene, especially over something that I knew I was dealing with um, internally. Like I knew that that the people around me wasn't the issue, that it ultimately was what I had experienced in my traumatic place and some residual effects from it. So I knew not to run. I didn't want to run. But at times I had to kind of just retreat to my own space. Um. And so it was rough. (laughs) It was rough. It was hard. And one of the things that I realized is that I had to get help. Like if I really wanted to go to a place where the Michelle that I knew, the the once confident, the once vibrant, 
um, the once trusting um, person that I that I was, I knew that I needed to get help. Understanding that now I could truly trust people around me. I'm married. I have built a relationship with this person. Um, understanding that everybody is not um, the narcissistic uh, pastor that I sat under for seven years, understanding that I had to now learn to trust properly. I had to get help. I had to go out and get the help that I need. So that's what I did. I finally got the help that I needed by going back to therapy and unpeeling, undoing those layers of hurt, layers of pain, layers of manipulation. And even later on, I went back to deal with some of the residual effects that I talked about. Now, you may not have had the same experience that I have had, but we have all had a traumatic place, right? We have all had that, uh, Have we all have a traumatic place. Otherwise, we wouldn't experience fear. The very definition of fear is that it is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or is a threat. And it's this trauma that causes us to even become afraid in the first place. It can um, not only just leave us in fear, but it could literally keep us bound and make us feel stuck. Okay, so today we want to talk about how to get unstuck. The first way to get unstuck that I've learned, and again, everything that I say is based on experience. I am not a licensed clinical or mental professional. I am simply speaking from experience. But one of the things I've learned is that sometimes you just have to leave. You have to leave. Sometimes you may have to leave mentally first, and then the body will follow Because when you disconnect emotionally, it means that you're one step closer to disconnecting physically. But then sometimes it's the other way around. You have to leave physically first and then let your brain catch up. Okay. Um, I'm reminded of, first of all, I believe I use the Bible as um, a guidance for me. And when you think about the book of Genesis, there are many see, there are many lessons where God teaches us to separate from things that no longer mean us well, or even that he's doing the separation. But in general, gen, excuse me, in Genesis 19 and 15 through about 20 something, it's a story of when Lot's family had to leave because God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And it says, at dawn, the next morning, the angels became insistent. So I'm, I'm starting here, okay? Y'all read the rest. At dawn, the next morning, the angels became insistent. Hurry, they said to Lot. Take your wife and your daughters who are here. Get out right now or you will be swept away in the destruction of the city. When Lot still hesitated, the angel seized his hand and the hands of his wife and two daughters and rushed them to safety outside the city for the Lord was merciful. When they were safely out of the city, one of the angels ordered, run for your lives and don't look back or stop anywhere in the valley. 
escape to the mountains or you will be swept away. That was uh, Genesis 19 verses 15 through 17. So I just mentioned that sometimes you have to leave physically first and your brain will catch up. And that's exactly what happened with Lot. Lot, the Bible tells you right here that Lot hesitated. He took a pause like, wait, should I, should I really go? Or, but in, And so at that moment, the angels had to grab him. God was so merciful that he sent angels to grab him and his family and get them out of there. So we know that Lot is just like many of us who at some times were hesitant to leave. But God is so merciful that when it's when when he's allowing us to get up out of there, we don't have all we have to do rather is not look back. And I'm thinking about how that was for me. When I decided to leave the cult, I literally heard God clear as day tell me you got to get up out of there and when he did I did not look back I packed up everything that I had related to that uh, place I dropped things off that belonged to them and I put everything else out on the front lawn for garbage to be picked up okay and I didn't look back I didn't go back and forth with nobody. I didn't make communication with anybody. I just had to cut all ties. Now, remind you, I was there for seven years. So from the age of about 23 to 29, my prime years, I had built relationship with people. I had built um, community. I had traveled and I let all of that go. I could not look back because I knew that staying connected only meant that I stayed connected. And sometimes we have to disconnect in order to move forward. And I know I was stuck there. I wasn't growing in any sense of the word. I wasn't growing in any sense of the word. I wasn't growing really spiritually. I definitely wasn't growing in the natural. And I just had to get up out of there, like seriously. So... Think about Lot, you know, he left and we know that he didn't look back because it tells us um, that later on down the uh, in the scripture, it says that his wife looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. But Lot was so committed to not looking back that he didn't even realize that his his wife was no longer behind him. He didn't even look back to see if she was there or not. And so I'm, I'm praying for that same, that same drive and that same faith for anyone who is at that place right now where you know it's time to go, um, but you may be stuck in that area, stuck in that place, and you just need the faith to just get up and go. Do not look back. Make up in your mind that you are out of there and do not look back, even if some even if your loved ones don't follow even if they don't understand if you know within yourself that in order for you to become unstuck and to get free you got to go then that's exactly what you have to do and like i said sometimes it's a mental leaving and sometimes it's a physical leaving but where you know you know where and god will speak to your heart you know exactly what it is that you need to do
All right. Number two is you got to deal with the issue. So I learned this by going to therapy. Um, And this was the second time I went to therapy because I was still dealing with some of the residual effects, like I said, um, and it was spilling into my marriage. And so one of the things that my therapist helped me with was I first had to, you know, explain what happened to me in the in my traumatic season and how it was affecting my marriage. And so what she explained was the reason why I was still experiencing so much um, fear and even like sometimes anxiety was because there were things in my mind, my subconscious mind that things in my present reminded me of. And so every time it seemed familiar to me, my subconscious mind would take over and fear was set in. And so what she told me to do, and again, speak to your own therapist, but what my therapist told me to do is to allow myself to think through the whole experience and think through exactly what it was that I was going through. And while I'm doing that, what I'm doing is bringing the bringing the thought out of my subconscious mind so that I could enter it into my conscious mind and address it. And so what ended up happening was I started to do that. I started to deal with the thoughts that I was having, the feelings that I was having surrounding these familiar um, areas. And I was able to separate the two. I was then able to separate the two because I now brought it out of my subconscious and then was able to deal with it. But we've got to deal with the issue. I am a uh, affiliate of betterhelp.com. I've talked about it on the show several times. Betterhelp.com, whether or not you know about it, it is a secure online professional counseling service that is available for all of us. Okay. I also have a discount code for anyone who would like to check it out. It's um, affordable. It's quick. You can be matched with someone very, very quickly. It is confidential. You can, it's also available 24 seven. So it's perfect for people who are on the go or, you know, if you just need to talk to someone, you can get connected with someone. Um, and over 500,000 people have already been helped. I'm sure more by now, but anyway, if you would like to learn more about betterhelp.com and even take advantage of this opportunity, you do get a special discount of 10% off of your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash P O P. Okay. You never know. This may be the most important conversation of your life. That's betterhelp.com slash P-O-P. I just have to plug that for you real quick because you have to, we have to begin to deal with the issue. If And if we're, we want to get unstuck, we got to do that. The third thing is to guard yourself and watch your triggers, okay? Guard yourself and watch your triggers. And evangelist Jasmine Sullivan Okay, y'all know who she is, right? Evangelist Jasmine Sullivan has a new sermon, I mean, song that came out recently. I hope you heard it. It's called Pick Up Your Feelings. In that song, 
there's a couple of lyrics I want to point out. She says in the chorus, don't forget to come and pick up your feelings. Don't leave no pieces. You need to hurry and pick up your feelings while I'm up cleaning. Can we deal with that real quick? So while we are dealing with the issue, while we are um, you know, working on ourselves and getting unstuck and we've left that situation, we've left that mental place, we've left that physical place, whatever it may be. And now we're beginning to deal with, um, deal with the trauma behind it. We have to separate and deal and, and guard ourselves so that we don't allow certain things to come on back in, certain feelings to come on back in. We can't allow any pieces to be left behind. She even goes on to say um, in her song, I mean song, in her song, she goes on to say, I'm trying to find a, a, something to give for you. You ran, out of tra- you ran out of chances of being forgiven. She said, listen, I ain't listening just for you to go and break my heart again. Uh-uh, we, we ain't talking no more, okay? I'm not listening to that thought no more. Okay, she said, I learned my lesson last time and I ain't coming back now. You're missing what you had now. And I bet you I look better, don't I? And isn't that isn't that so true? Like now that you're out and even though you may still be dealing with emotional, you know, trauma and that stuff takes time. But you do look better already. Okay, you do. I'm sure feel better already. You're lighter and and the 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 worst thing you could do now is let your guard down to the the familiarity of those same people, feelings, thoughts. Like we really have to work on guarding ourselves and protecting our greatest asset, our greatest investment which is us by not allowing certain things, certain feelings, certain ideas, certain um even speech to come back into us, into our heart. And that could be as simple as separating yourself from people. It can be changing the, the, the tune or the things that you listen to. It could be changing the things that you watch. Okay. Because certain things that we watch and listen to, it makes us vulnerable. And once, and I'm not even, I'm not even speaking from a deep place, but you know how it is. You watch certain things and it makes you vulnerable or it makes you um, more tolerable to certain nonsense. I'll never forget when um, when reality TV first came around, we were all like, what is this? Black people act like this? But now, you know, Tatiana and them, it's the norm. Like we just, it's just, it's entertaining now. So we've totally shifted from it being something that was weird and, you know, never, we didn't suspect it to now it's just the norm. Like, you know, we, we just accept those things. And that happens be, over familiarity. It happens over time when we just constantly allow it to get into our spirit. And so we have to guard ourselves. Um, the fourth thing in terms of getting unstuck is to start small. Tony Robbins says that progress equals happiness and this is because in the process of living life and making progress you start to like who you are becoming you start to like that person and not only that but staying in one place it can be debilitating it can be frustrating right I know for me I constantly have to be innovating or creating or doing something because I get bored I get real bored and 
I struggled with that in my in a couple of years of teaching. I'm going into my, I think I'm in my 12th year, 13th year of teaching. And around year six, seven, I was just mad because I, I was bored. And I had to realize like, okay, Michelle, this is your livelihood right now. So I'm going to need you to figure it out. And so what I did was I just tried some new things. Um, and I began to explore some other areas of creativity. I found new ways to be creative in the classroom, but also outside of the classroom. And then I found other ways to make me happy. But that kept me moving, kept me being progressive, kept me from thinking about the past. And so we have to start. We have to start small. And then five is that we have to keep showing up. We have to keep doing that thing that's working. We have to keep going. All right, I got to put you in my science class real quick. And I have to tell you about Newton's first law of motion. All right. Newton's first law of motion, uh, sometimes referred to as the law of inertia, states that an object at rest stays at rest. And an object in motion stays in motion with the same speed and in the same direction unless acted upon by unbalanced force. So what that basically means is if you are finally getting to a place where you are unstuck and you have finally gotten to a place where you are moving, sis, bruh, don't stop. Do not stop moving because when you do, It takes something, it takes energy, it takes something to get you back going again. Not only that, but when you stop, what you you make yourself available for is the opportunity to be slid slid back, okay? So we got to keep showing up, keep doing that thing that is working, and only you know exactly what that is. All right, so let's do a quick recap of... I believe I talked about five ways to get unstuck. The first one is you got to leave, okay? And whether that be a mental separation or physical separation or emotional separation, you've got to go, all right? Number two, deal with the issue. Deal with the heart of the issue. And again, start from that traumatic place. And then um, if you need to, seek a professional. I strongly, highly encourage it. Number three, guard yourself and watch your triggers, okay? We could think about Evangelist Jasmine Sullivan for that one. Number four, start small. And number five, keep showing up. I hope that this this message, this episode helps you to get unstuck. Please share with me. I would love your feedback. You can either leave a comment on Apple Podcasts or whichever um, platform that you're listening on. You also can send me an email at progressonpurpose at gmail, excuse me, progressonpurposepodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at progressonpurposepodcast. But I appreciate you listening to today's episode and please join the community of intentional purposeful people living an intentional purposeful life by subscribing to the podcast, following us on Instagram, as well as on Facebook. Also, listen, I say this every week. 
please share the podcast with others. Hit that share button on your listening platform. Send it to somebody else because this show was too good, too life-changing to keep to yourself. Okay, let's continue to grow together. I love you guys. I admonish you to keep making progress on purpose through intentional, purposeful living. I will see you next week. Take care.